0: Money FM 89.3. The best of your money. Market view on Money FM
1: 89.3. Joining me now as we break down all the market action, Ryan Huang, good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Your Oppenheimer review in three words (laughs) better than expected. Ah, well done. So I
0: think you lowered my expectations enough for me to enjoy it. Thank you, Michelle.
1: (laughs) I am really happy to hear that. Glad, glad. Good news. Uh, And to all the nurses out there, happy Nurses Day. Yes, interesting
0: fact. Nurses Day celebrated today rather than 12th of May elsewhere, which marks Florence Nightingale's um, birthday. So it's different here because uh, this marks the day when Singapore's nursing industry actually started to
1: develop just a fountain of facts today Orion is Uh, thank you to all the nurses you do amazing things for us you know I had a short hospital stay recently and uh, I just marvel at at the work that you all do so thank you the focus this morning is on local earnings and what they tell us about the state of the economy and market trends Ryan, I have four companies to zoom in on I'll share the results and maybe you can share what we've learned are you game let's go first up is Capital Land Ascendus Reed it has a portfolio of office space and industrial properties that extend from Australia to the US, Europe and here in Singapore. Capital and Ascendus REIT's revenue climbed more than 7% in the first half of the year. Net property income is up as well, but investors are going to receive lower returns in the form of distributions. Distributions per unit are down about 2%. So why is that? What is the lesson here?
0: Yeah, so you pointed out that you've got income going up, but investors not getting... Higher payouts, and that's because it has to figure or face more um, higher expenses coming from refinancing costs. And this is from, as we've been talking about for quite some time, higher interest rates that many of these REITs have to face. So that's taking a chunk out of that income. And also, uh, looking at what Capital Land SNS REIT has been doing, they had a private placement in May, so that also dilutes the payouts. So a bigger share that, or bigger, uh, split that has to happen.
1: Yeah, so we've been hearing a lot of this when it comes to the REIT sector this year, high interest rates impacting their profitability. Next up, we have another real estate investment trust, Impact or Maple Tree Pan-Asia Commercial Trust. It has a diverse portfolio of commercial, retail, residential, logistics, properties and more. Like Capitaland Ascendus REIT, Impact revenues are up, but the REIT is disappointing investors by cutting distributions. In this case, by nearly 13%. This time, the in corporate is not rising interest rates. What is it?
0: Yeah, something else is rising. Mm. And that is the strength of the Singapore dollar. So, Ampact, which has properties overseas, will have to bring back some of the revenue to convert to SING dollars. And when that happens, it erodes some of those um, profits. And when you look at the SING dollar, it's been doing pretty okay against the US dollar. So, for the past year, you've got the SING dollar growing stronger by around 3.7% against the greenback. So that is um, showing quite a bit of resiliency versus what we are seeing elsewhere. So that is, uh, I think, uh, something to take into account when you're investing to some of these REITs with overseas exposures.
1: Really interesting point. We've talked about currency impact on this program before as well. A strong Sing dollar is great for travellers, but not so good for companies that earn money overseas, but need to account for it here at home in Sing dollars. Ryan, our third company in focus this morning is an agri business. It imports live chickens from Indonesia into Singapore, amongst other ventures. The company in question is Japfa, and it's losing money—more mm. than fifty million US dollars in the first half of the year. So the question is, why is JAPFA in the red?
0: Yeah, not just losing, they swung into losses from a profit of $44 million. They were making money in the first half of last year, now they are not. And the big culprit here is expenses again. So we've been seeing things cost more and businesses are not spared. They had to deal with higher costs of ingredients. And for an agribusiness like JAPFA, they have to feed the cows, the chickens, and so on. Mm. All that will cost money and all adds up. Plus, they have to buy stuff, equipment. They also have to pay their workers. So, inflationary pressures felt across the board. And then the next layer, can they pass on the costs? And it turns out, no, because of um, what pressures they're customers have been facing, they have not been able to raise their average selling prices so they could not pass on some of these higher expenses.
1: So seems like we've hit the economic trifecta. Interest rates were the issue for Capital and Ascendus REIT. Rate. Exchange rates hit impact and inflation has taken a bite out of Jaffa's bottom line. Jaffa's share price, by the way, is down more than 30% since January. All right, I don't want to seem like it's all bad news this morning, so let's talk about Raffles Medical. It is chalking up a moderate increase in profits. It netted nearly $60 million during the first half of the year. So what lesson do you take from Raffles Medical's numbers? Yeah.
0: I suppose this is reflective of what's playing out in the wider healthcare and hospitality sector as borders open up. You get more people coming in for treatments. So that's good news for the likes of Reforce Medical, which is uh, typically uh, quite crowded anyways. So that is something that is going to do well for Raffles Medical. And it is doing well enough to consider doing M&A right now. Perhaps just hitting while the iron is hot making hay while the sun is shining so that is I think a lesson I'm taking away from here you know? just write the momentum
1: strong demand for medical tourism is what we're seeing raffles medical has significant cash reserves as well so yeah keep your eyes out open for potential acquisitions on the downside the company says it has some staffing issues it has been losing nurses to australia and new zealand let's turn to china now where beijing is facing an economic slump chinese factory activity contracted in july a drop in exports is to blame china's economy is now growing at its slowest rate in a decade, just a bit more than 3%, and more than 20% of urban Chinese uh, youth are unemployed. Pretty scary statistic. How is Beijing addressing the slump?
0: Yeah, it is quite a tall order for China to fix. You've got youth unemployment. You mentioned it was um, pretty high, 21.3% in June. So that is reflecting a couple of things. Structurally, you've got a mismatch of skills and jobs the real estate sector is still in the doldrum so they've got some ways to go there so if you look at what was announced they seem to have some plan of sorts so just to give you a brief overview of some of the things they announced on Monday so one of the things is around automobiles so Chinese drivers who trade in older cars for newer models they will get subsidies so that could encourage some of the folks there to buy a new car. Mm. Rural households will get some subsidies as well to buy insulation and other home renovation materials to improve energy efficiency. So that's a bit of a two-fold strategy here. Get people to go green, plus ramp up the property sector. Entrance fees at some of the scenic sites will be cut to promote tourism. That's uh, an effort to push the... I guess, services side of business in China and boost domestic tourism. So that's one part of the equation. Okay, so underlining that is just a big effort to push consumption spending, which has been quite conservative in the past few months because people have been on saving mode rather than spending mode. People have been worried about the economy. And I think to some extent, we've seen that, playing out overseas as well the reopening story Mm. you're not seeing the wave of chinese tourists we are perhaps used to so i think this is um, going to take at least one step in the right direction
1: so some analysts say you know ryan these new stimulus measures some of which you mentioned are a bit vague what do you think should they be enough to right the chinese economy or will markets be looking for more
0: yeah, vague is a right word to use because there was no number attached to all these plans. Like, how much are they willing to spend and to just put a backstop to all these um, problems that China is facing? Like, the subsidies, when will it end? Is this just going to be temporary for one month or how long is it going to last? So, there are a lot of questions that have yet to be answered. So, expectations have been quite high for China all along, for them to bounce back from the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. The reopening story has been to some extent talked about for quite some time. So the expectations have always been there for China to do well. So when they don't perform, that kind of takes the air out of the bag. And I think markets will always be looking for more when they have been also to some extent hearing so much rhetoric that Chinese policymakers are on standby to do more. And they've been talking quite a bit I think they have not yet seen um, some of the plans become concrete yet so there is some impatience as well so Mm -hmm. markets are still on the lookout for uh, this to translate into some of the numbers like the GDP numbers Mm -mm. the manufacturing numbers Um, that PMI on both services and manufacturing is still going through quite a bit of a slump so that has to turn around for I think confidence to also turn around
1: Now, one area that Beijing is backing with new stimulus is electric vehicles. And we can see that this is having a positive impact on the share prices of EV stocks, including Singapore-listed Neo. From October last year until about mid-June, Neo shares really took a beating. They fell from $22 to just above $7, but now the stock is on a tear again. What's the latest here?
0: Yeah, so good news coming from policymakers around EVs. And this says uh, they try to ease some of these car buying restrictions, promote car buying and promote the use of EVs. So no surprise that Neo rallied on the news. So if you look at some of the action that's been playing out for Neo. It is uh, building on a bit of momentum on a seven-day winning streak right now. It's up around 50%. And this is its highest close in nearly... 10 months. So that's uh, something to chew on as we see how much more momentum Neo will be going on.
1: Yeah, Neo share price has nearly doubled over the past six weeks, including that 10% gain yesterday. It is now trading above $15 a share. Let's zoom out now and take a look at the broader markets. US stocks closed out another winning month overnight, their fifth in a row, giving Wall Street its best performance in nearly two years. Small caps have been outperforming the Russell 2000 rose more than five and a half percent in july the s&p 500 rose three percent okay it's now time for corporate news and we do it up or down style so let's pull the books out on amazon
0: Alright, that is going to be an up for me. It's looking pretty good when you look at some of the numbers. Uh, So, they are boasting that they have achieved their fastest prime speeds ever last quarter. And that's good news as they try to, I guess, streamline some of the operations. So, when you look at some of the numbers they are touting, so... They are saying the average time from picking a customer's items to making it ready on the outbound dog is about 11 minutes in what's called same-day facilities. Mm. So that's more than an hour faster than the traditional warehouse. Uh, so this is a new type of, I think, um, model that they're going for, same-day facilities, where you've got more remote or satellite sort of warehouses, which stock some of the more common stuff versus the conventional warehouses which has everything so this helps them to speed up deliveries and i suppose to some extent will keep and attract customers as well
1: i like faster delivery times and i think most people do so i'll give amazon an up amazon hoping to deliver packages faster uh, at least in the u.s let's look at ford motor all right
0: ford is going to be a down for me and this is after it reported its numbers there was some good news to share overall it was looking quite decent but the ev side of business is not doing too well in fact you've got analysts starting to downgrade the automaker uh, because the outlook is just not looking good in terms of competition as well as the losses that ford is still having to pay for that division
1: So, Ford Motor being forced to recall nearly 1 million pickup trucks because the parking brakes can activate while driving. That is horrible. As a driver, I cannot imagine driving all along and then suddenly your parking brake comes on for no reason. Pretty scary. I'm going to give Ford a big down for that. How's Heineken looking?
0: All right, I am going down. So, Heineken is looking at people buying less beer especially in markets such as Vietnam so if you look at the latest numbers opening profit slumped 22% in the first half of 2023 and this is a bit of a surprise for me actually because i was expecting heineken to enjoy some of the benefits of borders reopening people going out and about socializing business activities and so on but it does look like they have been struggling to pass on higher raw material costs so that's eating into their bottom line
1: so, Heineken is the world's second largest brewery, but it is projecting a decline in sales and all due to an economic slowdown in one Asian market. Not China, not Japan, but Vietnam. What does that say about Vietnam's beer drinking consumption, Ryan? It
0: says a lot.
1: <laughs> Heineken blaming Vietnam for its sagging sales, which are down more than 5%. Okay, Manchester United. I, I don't think you're a Man U fan, right?
0: I am not, but um, it's in the news and I track it, so... Mm. I'm a Adidas fan. So they are signing a big deal with Manchester United. So it's a 10-year deal, $1.1 billion. So big money for Manchester United. Hopefully they put some good use to it
1: i am an adidas fan as well so yeah good to hear about the football club and sports apparel company extending their collaboration for another decade it's a deal worth more than 1 billion as you heard so many fans have got to be hoping for more than an apparel deal uh, with their team consistently lagging behind man city iphone sizes are they going up or down
0: yeah so this has been a topic of conversation for a long time. Apple fans have been saying, hey, we don't need a big iPhone, but iPhone uh, makers, Apple is thinking otherwise. A combination seems to be in store. So I'm looking at some of the leaks out there. Reports Mm. are saying that there's going to be some minor upgrades to standard models. And this could include how they could make the casing of uh, titanium instead of steel to make it lighter. Mm. Um, so also plans to supersize the displays of the iPhone 16 Pro and iPhone 16 Pro Max. So I suppose there is a market out there for people who want to scroll their emails more easily on the move. That iPhone size, the typical size may be... A bit hard to read the fonts. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose there's a market out there. If you look at Samsung, they're doing well with those um, enlarged sizes.
1: So why not uh, join the bandwagon? True, true. Apple has been working a long time on this uh, the phone that is all screen, no border. And apparently it's getting closer to that goal. I do wonder
0: if they will come up with a foldable iPhone just like samsung as well it doesn't feel
1: obviously. like it fits with the brand though yeah
0: that's not maybe right. something that combines all the iphones together to make yeah. it a super iphone we'll
1: have to see the iphone 15 is due out soon uh that's going to have a thinner bezel i think consumers are going to be hearing it a lot bezel you heard mm. it first here that is a frame of the iphone which is getting smaller you know i say keep the iphone small buy an ipad <laughs> if you want a bigger screen. Or a mini
0: iPad. <laughs> that can that functions as a phone.
1: <laughs> exactly. For our last word today, we head to San Francisco where Elon Musk is making a sort of retreat. His social media platform, the one that most of us and the rest of the world still calls Twitter, but which Musk has renamed X, has been forced to remove a giant X from right atop its San Francisco headquarters. Apparently, this glowing X has attracted a lot of attention from its neighbours and it didn't. the company didn't have the right permits to put it up in the first place. What do you think? Yeah,
0: I've got to give you the context of why it's been attracting so much bad attention. Yeah, why? It is not just a sign. It is like a disco light. There are strobe effects. So it blinks, it flashes, and then you've got the cascading effect and then the wavy effect. It's not just a standard white X sign. It is a, it is a flashing X sign. So you can imagine, and it's not just a flashing X sign. It's a super bright, extra bright, double bright, <laughs> So if you look at the videos, you understand why people have been so annoyed with this. So Uh, at least Elon Musk knows how to make the news.
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't think I'd start the morning talking about intrusive lights. But there you go. Thank you very much, Ryan You're Welcome, Michelle. I'm Michelle Martin. Stay tuned.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance.
1: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg.